This week's episode is brought to you by the Zoo Booster. Are you a fan of flora, fauna, or bugs, which are also fauna? Then you'll get a kick out of this new set coming from Boucherode, which includes support for neonectar, megacolony, and great nature. Ironically, considering their name, Great Nature got the shaft, again, Zoo Booster. You can also call it the Zooster. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night. I'm Atlas. I'm Rootbeer. And I'm Gabe. And there's no Matt this week, which is really sad. Um, the reason that there... The reason there's no Matt is that today we're covering the new Zoo Booster that's coming out next week, and Matt uh, doesn't care. So, <laughs> also, also, he got a new job and is very busy, but mostly doesn't care about Zoo. When we get to Stargate, that's that, that's when he's going to be happier. But does um, he even play Dimension Police anymore? No, but he cares. No. I mean, like. <laughs> Think about it from his perspective. He lives. He, he lives in Maryland. There's not really any Vanguard locals out there. What? Is, what's the point? I mean, I don't live in Maryland, so I can't say whether or not there are Vanguard locals there. I mean, that's why he said he lives in Maryland, comma. There's no Vanguard locals. What I'm saying is, I don't know. I don't know whether or not that there are, as I don't live there. There might have been. That's why I felt the need to yeah. point it out. Never mind. If we had a cart way to play. Card fight online that isn't shit because CFA is complete garbage. He'd play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tried CFA on on my Mac oh. and it nearly uh, made it so I couldn't access the internet again. So I'm not touching that ever. TCO guys, it's terrible, but it works. What's TCO? Trade cards online. Yeah. Um, what most people there are stupid, but it, you know it works. Well, so, so. Is, so same with CFA. It's not like it's you know. Okay, fair. But like the only thing CFA has over it is like the interface of it's actually good. TCO is just garbage because it's a browser. Mm. Oh, but, it's like in browser, like dueling network. Yeah. Oh, weird. Okay. Um. Okay, so I uh, that's not what we're talking about today. Now is a nope. Beat me to it. All right, so the Zoo Booster, uh, to those who don't know or care, uh, contains support for the three clans of Neonectar, Mega Colony, and Great Nature, which um, we named the Zooster. You call it the Zooster. The Zooster, yes. Okay, that that that's the name from now on. Everybody <laughs> out there, it's the Zooster. Um, yeah, so G- Gabe plays Neonectar. I have a massive boner because I get to talk about Great Nature. And Rubier, have you tried Metacolony, or is this like... I have, and I generally know how all the topping decks play, so... There you go. Same. So. I like Megacolony. For for, I don't like control decks, but Megacolony has always had a place in my heart because I like underdog clans, and I kind of just like how it does some unique shit, like making your opponent not be able to give skills to stuff. So, I know Mega Colony decently well. I've looked at all the greater stuff. I mean, I mean, they had to start doing that after Link Joker kind of stole their thunder and did it better for a long I time. Mean, 
the justification between Mega Colony and Link Joker before they did that was Mega Colony could do it cheaper. Like, look at this. Look at the original Dark Face and Alter Ego. Uh-huh. Alter Ego was lock one on both sides. Yeah, lock is objectively stronger than stunning, but you only locked one, and it, you had to lock one of your own as a cost. Dark Face stunned two of theirs, so affected them twice. Didn't hinder you, and you also have the potential draw. So, I feel like the initial justification would be uh, stunning is cheaper, but, like, then they changed it for one reason or another. I mean, it's just that everything around them kind of screwed them over. Either stuff got resist, or stuff could move, or whatever. Like, Yeah, um, stunning just means nothing, though. Yeah, exactly. Which is, and they, they got some cool stuff, but before we get into that, um... We did cover this in another episode, but just because it's uh, it's in the set. Zeroth Dragon of Death Garden Zoa. Can uh, I talk about it? Oh, yeah. Let me just read the effect, and you can go for it. So, like every other ultimate stride, Counterblast 2 when it's placed on Van. If you do, draw a card, choose a card from your hand, call it to rear, and until end of the turn it gets red text. This unit cannot be chosen by card effects, and its power becomes... Nine thousand nine. Wait, ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine constantly, and also auto. When this uh, unit deals damage to your opponent's vanguard, your opponent loses. Go for it. Okay, so I have. I certainly have feelings about this card, and with the most recent episode, we can now, and we now know what all of the ZRs do. We can finally say definitively. That Zoa shares the title with Drachma as the worst ZR. Yeah. Like they're they're fighting they're like, for it. They're pretty like much in the same boat. Like it's kind of hard to compare them, but Zoa's just bad because the entire card is stopped by a PG. Like, yeah, of course you won't always get a PG, but like when the if it basically because how ultimate stride works when you lose you lose your whole G zone if it's base it's basically saying either they PG or you might as well scoop so it's basically that one Yu-Gi-Oh trap card final turn where it's just one attack decides the entire fucking game so yeah it, like it. It has a place, I would say, in every sub-clan. Like, it's pretty easy to find this, because most sub-clans have non-GB skills, so you don't really need Seabreeze in them, so you can run it in place of Seabreeze if, like, you see that your opponent has no PGs, but, like, I don't think you're going to run it in any stride bonus deck, like Asha Greira, or rather Dark Face and Big Belly, because it's heavily costed, underwhelming... And, um, not worth it. Yeah. And also, I don't really care for its art, to be quite honest. Like, I think it's one of my two least favorite ZRs in terms of art. One of your least favorite what? ZRs. Uh, like, one of my, it's my least favorite ZR Dragon, just based on art and nothing else. That's funny, it's one of my favorites, but, um, the... My other issue with the card is how they instead of giving it resist they said it can't be chosen by card effects so you can't even rip a stand trigger in hopes of making it better like if you could get a stand trigger or something to potentially do it it might have been good but like i also understand why they couldn't 
do that. Are you because kidding me? Because then you can play on Tiger. Tiger. Yeah, exactly. It, I'm not saying that there wasn't a reason behind that. I perfectly understand why, but like it kind of needed the, that stand potential just to make it value. I mean, and also if you look at all of like the ZRs from start from the, like the three most recent, you need like two, three PGs for them. So with this one, you need two PGs even if you had Crayon Tiger. So if it had the PG clause, it, I'd say it, it it wouldn't be super unfair. I don't know. The, the, the I think <clears throat> what people need to understand about Zeroth Dragons in general is that. When we say that this one's the worst or the second worst, it's not that it's a bad card. It's just that the other things do Xeroth Dragon things better. No, this one's a bad card. I mean, and also destroys your G-Zone. Like, if it didn't kill your G-Zone afterward, it'd be a really good card, I think. Yeah, that's that's the only reason why it's a bad card. It, yeah. It's a bad card because it kills your G-Zone. If it didn't, it'd be fine. But factually speaking... As it kills your G zone, it is a bad card because there's too much of a risk factor for no payoff. There you go. Plus, you can't do fruit bested elf with it. So, what a shame. God, I wish that was made. I mean, technically, you can. You just won't win. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, so the the first card in the set. Poison Sickle, <clears throat> Mutant Deity Overwhelm. Oh, here we go. So, it is a Mega Colony GR. It is once per turn, Counter Blast, choose any card from your G-Zone, turn it face up, draw up to the same number of cards as the number of your opponent's rear guards, then rest, and if the number of rear guards and rest is one or less, this unit gets critical plus one and drive plus one until end of turn. And then, Continuous GB3 Dark Device. All your units get power plus 2,000 for each face-down card in your opponent's damage zone. This is basically <laughs> the card that made Mega Colony meta- yeah, yeah, and you can use it four times because fuck you. Yeah, it's just advantage power columns. If your opponent doesn't have a field, crit and drive. I think this is the only GR that doesn't persona flip that you can justifiably run four copies of because that's how good it is. Yeah, I mean, Alexandros the Purge. Okay, like, Ale- Alexandros just purge. No, there's no reason to run yeah. four purge. Yeah, that Alexandros. I think you would only need two of it. Because there are other good Aquaforce stride options. Mega Colony. Well, you you only four of us because there's no not much reason to stride other things unless you're using. Mega okay, fair. Because, uh, blue waves, you would only run two because that's all you have space for. Yeah, because you, you have subclan restricted geodes. Okay, yeah, Alexandros and Thava specifically, but like Overwhelm is basically a four of in any Mega Colony deck because it's just a great fucking card. Which and is Mega Colony has some of the like, worst what, strides. Fifty dollars or something. Overwhelm's like $50, yes. Good lord. Like, my problem with this is, like, the fact that you can get the crit and quad drive on first stride. Yes, there's Gansalot who gets quad drive, but the realistically, let's say the, like, the opponent's typically going to have, what, two if you stride first? Yeah. Um, so, unless you, like, attack their stuff early to discourage them from calling more, you can, like, kind of set up for this. Um, I don't know, just fuck this thing <laughs> so hard. Yeah, this thing is pretty insane. Like, I think Gridora decks now just alternate between this and Obterandus uh, based on what they need. So what, you just go this, draw a bunch of cards, attack, next turn, can't call things. 
etc. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's a good card. That's all that really needs to be said. It's a really good card. And, like, because you had only stride this, they, it also gives them room to run more on Tyrande, so... If they feel like stalling out the game and making you not play, they can also just keep striding on Tyrandus and either use this or the GB8 to finish you. Dicks. Alright. Because Mega Colony finally has the staying power thanks to this card's drawing ability that it can actually get to GB8. What a good card. God bless you, Overwhelm, for making tier 5, tier 1. I don't know. Is Mega Colony Tier 1 in OCG, or is it, like, Tier 2 still? Uh, Tier 1. It, it, it was topping it, a lot, I think. It's, okay, it is topping enough, like, okay. Like, it was go. showing up a lot for a while, so... God yeah, bless you, Overwhelm. Mega Colony just went from 0 to 100 in one set. It's like OTT in set 12. Yeah. One good card's all you need. Yeah. Why does Bushiroad have to take away my joke clans? I, I, I'm losing things to insult now. Yeah, even even Pale Moon got like a lot better off of one card. Like anybody who says one card isn't enough is just wrong. One card is all decks need to be really good. Yep. All right. Uh, um, so for Great Nature, we we have uh, Omniscient Dragon Barrowall. Looks like Aslan from. Uh, Chronicles of Narnia. So, uh, act once per turn, you Soul Blast, choose a face down card from G Zone, flip it, choose all your front row units until the end of the turn, they get uh, red text. When this unit attack hits a Vanguard, draw a card. And for each face up card in your G Zone, they get plus 4k at the end of the turn, retire those rear guards. Yeah, pretty good. Maybe not GR related or GR worthy, but. Um, I actually think it is GR worthy. I don't know. Because I have. Hey, go on. Go on. Hang on. Um, like, the other GRs that we've gotten in the past, we've had Afonk, who's been freaking awesome against Kagero. We have Frenigus, who's kind of terrible, except against Link Joker, and even then it's not that great. And then you have this guy. Um, this guy is a really, really good first stride. Um, you don't really need, uh, what's-his-face? Hrimthurs anymore. Um, maybe, maybe not. But the the fact that you can just use it and flip anything, along with uh, stuff like Offhunk, it allows you to be flexible. So, like, for example, if you're playing against Kagero, you'd probably go into Offhunk first stride and flip Barrowall, versus something else you'd go into Barrowall first. It's just more utility in Great Nature, which is always good. So Honestly, I, I, so I, I only played one deck, one game against this, but, like, this card was definitely the go-to just because of, like, the 4k for each card in G-Zone, because it just made the numbers ridiculously high blended with Crayon Tiger and the new Big Belly. Like, I honestly think this takes out any need for the GB8 just because of how high numbers this can hit. Oh, yeah, for sure. GB8's gone. Definitely. Like, it, like this is... This is... It's good first... It's good first stride and third stride onwards for its numbers. Yeah, I'd probably it, run from 2 to 3. I think two is honestly all you would need, but like I can see just because versatility for other things. But it's it's a solid card. Mm-hmm. All right, your turn, Gabe. Um, we got the Flower Princess of Four Seasons, Velhamina. 
which the name confuses me because we have four flower princesses based off of each season and their names are the Spanish word for that season and they just couldn't make her the Valhamina, whatever the Spanish word for season is, but they had to go with like some Viking Norse god name, but whatever. Um, Art-wise, it's the standard flower princess of a lolly riding on some weird fucking dragon. As is tradition of Flower Princess GR, G units. <laughs> so, what she does is when she attacks, you counterblast one and flip anything. You search your deck for up to two copies of a grade two or less card that has bloom, and you can call them to different rows. So, what's nice about this is it's not about cloning so that Neonector loses less to game mechanics because you can just call anything with Bloom. Like, Bloom kind of functions as Brave in that way. they got to be so, with the same name, right? The they they have to have the same name, but you don't need to pick a card and search for two of that name or something, which prior to this you probably would have. Mm-hmm. So you can just have two cards in your deck. So... It's, that's that's fun. It gives Neonector multi-attack, which outside of stand triggers, Neonector doesn't have. So it's nice. And it also has this fun little GB4 where your front row rear guards get 5k and a crit. Which is fun. Honestly, that should have been a GB3. But, whatever. This is, it's a good card. It's it's a three of in Neonect just because multi-attack Helen numbers first stride and the potential 5k crit onwards. Is it like Alexandra's where you just keep going into it over and over and then kill Yes. It? I, yeah. um, I took okay. out Dream Spinning Asha and Glorious Size Asha for this. Because, like, she's a great first stride and the continuous 5k crit is a great stride of good ability at any stride. So, like, the Dream Spinning Glorious combo is completely gone for this. Seems worth it. She's good. I like... She's a she's a good card. I don't know why they had to make it grade 2 or less. Like, they could have... It really wouldn't have been that bad if they made it grade 3 and give boost. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to call two Inezes with this and then put them back in to keep plussing. But, like, it is what it is, so I'm going to deal with that. It's always good. It's good. Yeah. Like, it's... It, I'm not going to say it's great, because it's not going to be enough to make Neonectar Tier 1, but it's a good card. It's definitely worth running at 3. Yeah, it's about it. I mean, at this point, the meta is just control decks, and decks that can play decently into those control decks, so... Like, Asha does fine. Neonectar can work against control because we're finally getting resist and Inez can leave the field. It's just like it's kind of slow for what it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of slow as for what it is. Like because of the five k and a crit being GB four, you you're basically you kind of forced to be play the game where you get to stride first. So you can stride first, then G guard and get the five k crit. Because now, if you let your opponent strike first and you G-guard, you can't get the 5k crit, so, like, it kind of forces you to play in that way. Double, like, if, it, if that was a GB3, I think Neonector would have been in a much better place. Overbalancing, man. 
All right, yeah. right here. Go for it. All right. Intimidating Mutant King Darkface. Uh, I still don't know how to pronounce this. It's Al- Alcades. Yeah, that. So, Counter Blast 1, Soul Blast 1. When it's placed on Vanguard or Rear Guards, you can choose a column and stun it. And then, GB2 Dark Device. Uh, during the battle, it attacks, it gets 10k, and your opponents cannot intercept. So, I think people now are just using this primarily for its GB2. Like, you can combo the Ride or Call skill off of Gridora, so you can call lock a column and then stun that column if there are things on it so they can't do anything about it. But primarily it's for the GB2, just because it's a 21k beater, and Gridora now is just going for advantage and power columns. This card's good with Zoa, because um, if if you want to go that fucking hard... And just make it so your opponent can't even intercept that quintet nine. There you go. Yeah. And also, it's a big beater to be on the other side of your uh, quad quintuple nine unit. So, but like Alakides is a, another really good card for Mega Colony because it's a twenty-one base. It's going to be more with Overwhelm and yeah. it's it's another it's a good card. It's a big yeah, fat beat safe. That's it. Like, thick boy. Thick boy. I love how in one set you just they got rid of the original dark face. Like they gave both the second and the third version of dark face, so there's no reason to run the first at all. Yeah, there's great people who run the first. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it because people. Suck. Well, yeah, the people that are bad at this game. I I was talking to Richard earlier, and he was on CFA half an hour ago. And he played against Vowing Sword, Reverse, and Amber Dragons. I mean, at CFA, there are people who just make horribly outdated decks for no reason. But it's also Dodge 2018. Alright, and then... And then the other one, Evil Governor, Darkface Gridora. So, her skill is, once per turn... When it's placed on Vanguard or when you strike, you can counterblast one. If you do, choose a column, and your opponent can't call units to that column. They can't superior your call either. Fucking not at that. What? Okay. It's a mini Obterandus. Yeah, okay. Every fucking turn. Yep. And then it's other skill, which, depending on what you're playing against, can be more relevant. GB1, you can soul blast one at the beginning of your ride phase. Your opponent chooses a card for... A face-up card from your damage zone and put it face down and you counter charge one. So you can just absorb one of your opponent's counter blasts for a soul blast. I call that's, it counter choking. That's such, this is such a good card. Yeah. Like And it feeds into Overwhelm's uh, GB3. And for literally no justifiable reason... They gave it the name Darkface, so it's searchable with the Stride Fodder. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, they didn't give Valios, like, Knight of Thavos Valios. They didn't make oh. Luar Mage of Claret Sword. They were just like, fuck it. We already have this, let's just make it better. Yep. I you mean, go, Greater, you're doing God's work. I mean, Mega Colony was so uh, fucked for so long that like they had to bring out the big guns. I'm not saying that that's not true. I'm just saying that for once they actually did that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, to be fair with Valios, though, he is part of an actual existing sub-clan. 
Yeah, Valios was a bad example to go with at first, but I just brought it up because it has one of those, like, on-call, check top seven for the guy and add it to hand. Yeah, it has an Abyssal Alpha, which is the main reason why I brought it up, but you are correct in that Blue Wave did exist. Yeah. I'm so pissed off that Blue Wave didn't get their own strike fodder. Accurate. All right. Amazing Professor Big Vel- They ran out of good adjectives. Really? Amazing? All right, so he's got... Oh, this is amazing. Shut up. All right, so he's what got... What you want? Super Gold Star? Yes. Super Gold Star. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. All right, so he's got success at 20k. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Suck. Suck. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, on Vanguard, once per turn, when this unit is placed on Van or when your G-unit strides... Choose up to one card from your hand, call it to R, and it gets uh, plus four K until end of turn. If you call the card at the end of the turn, draw and retire. And then also, uh, Van or Rear, GB1. Counterblast 1, at the end of the battle that this unit attacked. If this unit is successful, you may pay the cost. If you do, choose one of your other rear guards, stand it, and it gets plus four K until end of turn. So, this thing, uh, Boucherode answered by prayers where they gave us a success unit that does Crayon Tiger things. Um... Because of a little card called Lesser Lesser Rider, which means I can give him and a card that I will uh, explain when we get to the end with the important commons and rares, resist. Which means fuck you, Kagero, fuck you, Narutami, and fuck everybody who fucks with my field on their turn, on my turn. So this thing is. I'm not going to use the name. This thing is fantastic, um, and it it's kind of what we needed. Um, I can still defeat Flare Lesser Rider. I mean, I, Lesser Rider already did his job. He already gave them resist. And he's going to die anyway. What do I care? Lesser Rider... No, Lesser Rider is a continuous ability. So if it dies during the main phase, they all lose resist. If it dies during the main phase? If it dies during the battle phase... It, it's, it has a continuous ability where it grants a continuous ability. So if it leaves the field... Then they all lose resist. Mm-hmm. But then you ha- so. you have to do that. Then you have to go and do the do your other stuff. But whatever, fine. Um, yeah. So I, I I love this new grade three. He's definitely a four of, which is really infuriating when you've got the SP packs, and yet another uh, panda card is just not usable. So yay! Like. Both of the original Big Bellies are gone, except for one Teacher's Cane in my build. Uh, let's see. The Perfect Guard is gone, which I'll get to later. Um, as All that's left is like the Crit and the Stride Fodder. And the uh, Big Belly Stride. And even then, that's a two. Like, it's... At least your Crit is SP. <laughs> in the Neonector SP pack, we didn't get that. Really? Damn. We got, we got um, Stride Fodder... The original Asha, Dream Spinning, Glorious Thighs, and Il Matar. Poor bastard. So, I, that's why I have no SPs, because they're all ass. Alright, uh, the next card is uh, Artistic Ocelot. Um, so, he's a grade 2. Uh, the first still is uh, once, Vanner Rear once per turn when he attacks. Choose up to one of your other rear guards. It gets plus four K until the end of the turn. At the end of the turn, retire that unit. So it's um, it's like binoculars tiger, and you can do that anytime. And then his other still is act rear guard once per turn. GB one counterblast one. 
If you have a Vanguard with Big Belly in its card name, choose one of your other rear guards. It gets plus 4k, and at the end of the turn, draw and retire. So you can, like, double up on the doping. Um, and this also can be used both early and late game, which means I love this thing. Um, yeah, so... I don't really need to explain more. It, it, it's it's um it's binoculus tiger combined with uh like duckbill in the later game. So, hooray! Moving on. Is it me now? It's you. Cool. So we have the ranunculus of phantasmic blue Asha, which is just blue Asha. So at the beginning of your ride phase. You can choose up to one card from drop and a circle that isn't van, so locked cards. Put them on the bottom of your deck. If you put a total of two, uh, draw one, and you can call up to one card from hand. It's Neo Nectar's answer to lock if you don't have a resist because you just send that boy away. And when you stride, counterblast one, like Velamina, look for a card with bloom and call it, but it's not grade restricted, so you can call a three. And if you have two copies of the card you called, you can soul charge and unflip. So, I like her. Much like... what The thing that I like most about her is that she lets me get rid of Searing Asha, who I hate with a passion. She's good. I like Phantasmic Blue. She's a good... She's a really good card. Um... What really pisses me off is that I think of all the clans that have three forms of their original stride fodder, stride bonus, she is the only one without a rearguard ability. Oh, no Usher has a rearguard ability for some ungodly reason. Doesn't Serenheart have a rearguard ability? No, it doesn't. No. Bloom ability is Vanguard restricted, which is one of the many reasons why I hate Searing Asha. Oh, shame. Okay. So... And, like, the new stuff is Bloom as a mechanic instead of, like, the same name. So they could have given her Bloom to make her work with what she's supposed to do, but no. Like, she's, of all again, of all the ones that, like, it's, there's, like, I like her more than any of the other Asha. She's objectively so much better. But the fact that she has no rearguard ability means that I basically have to run a grade 3 that isn't a ranunculus, so I can get fucked up on a misride, which still pisses me off to no end. And also, she has a card for a keyword doesn't really work with that keyword as she doesn't have it. So even if I misride into Inez, I can't even check top 5 for Phantasmic Asha. So, like... Like, I like Blue Asha, but there's just, like, so much that they could have done to make her better and still not even remotely breach the territory of Broken. So, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, that's how it is playing not Kagura, Link Joker, one of the Paladins, or um, Gear Chronicle. You just get fucked all the time. I mean, other decks at least have things... That they can do. Like, Big Belly now has a grade 3 that works on rear and is a good grade 3 that works on rear. Greater uh, is not a part of that list and it's tier 1. Greater is in a better place than Gear Chronicle or any Paladin right now. Yeah, so. Um, still you. Moving on to 
the other resist unit Neo Nectar has, which took three goddamn years to get, um, if you have, it's the collective blooming maiden Kara. If you have a Renunculus Vanguard, she gets one K and resist. She's a retrain of the original ten K. And if you have a Renunculus Vanguard, she's still a ten K with resist, which is fun. And Bloom. She, if you call another copy, the first copy gets 10k and boost, and that's once per turn. Now, I like her because she has resist, but, she, like, Bushi is going in this stupid direction where they're making Bloom abilities once per turn that really only target one card, which, again, like, is kind of ridiculous that it's also once per turn, like, if, if Kara gave all copies of Kara 10k, or she or the 10k to herself wasn't once per turn, then I could understand. Then it would, like, be fine. But it's a hard once per turn that only targets itself, so while it's great because it has resistant hits high numbers, it's still just okay. I the Electric think... is just okay as a clan. I mean, like, that was the one thing that Neonector had above everybody else for these columns at, like, you know, like, 120k or some bullshit like that. And I I think it's just, it's something that just, like, that they don't want, maybe people hate counting that much. That's stupid. <laughs> like, I don't care if that's true, but, like, that's just fucking stupid. Bushi... I like I, I'm okay with there being a meta, but like Bushi's just like, no, you don't you don't get there yet. And I'm like, okay, I'll do what I can. Do what I can. Uh, like I'm gonna pick up four copies of Blue Asha and four copies of Kara and three copies of Alhamina because they're objectively so much better than anything we have. But like I'm not gonna say that they're great cards because they're just not. They're good. They're good and staples, but that doesn't make them great. It just makes them good. Great in the clan, good in the scope of the rest of the game. No, well, I mean, I wouldn't say that because good would imply that it could still do something in the tournament scene, and I, I don't think this is going to make Asha tier two. So it is though. It was topping a decent amount when it came out, and I think it still tops a fair amount every now and then. But like, aren't the ones in Japan like coming from locals? I don't think so. No, no, I think it won, like, actual large tournaments. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Bushi oh, doesn't so put that shit like, on their website. This deck is in a perfectly good position. I don't pay attention. I need more links to the Japanese meta. I need to know how these things are. Yeah, we'll start sending them to you when it's something that you're interested in. That'd be nice. Okay. So, I don't need Kagero, because I already know Overlord's Tier 1. God, but me. everything right. I get from, like, Richard that I see, it just, like, looks... That it's from some like local, and I don't care if an Asha deck got top eight out of four man locals. How does that even so, work? It, it was a joke. It just people were like, hey, I top, and I'm like, it doesn't matter because it's just a small local event. Yeah. But my point is, you know, it's not tier one, but it's good, so it's fine. Okay. Back to your root beer. Alright, Oppression Mutant Deity Machining Despot. So, 
Act once per turn. You counterblast one, choose a face-down card from your G-Zone, and turn a face-up. If you have a heart card with machining, choose up to the same number of units as the number of face-up cards in your G-Zone with machining in their name and stand them. Your opponent chooses two of his or her rested rear rested units for each unit you stand, and they can't stand during your opponent's next phase. <clears throat> oh, man. So, basically, yet another easy way to stun Vanguard. Yeah. Jesus. But your opponent chooses their own units, so if they have, like, if they have... If they have a lot of units, you're not stunning Vanguard until late game. It's not even a lot. They literally just need two. So, it works against Pale Moon. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't first strike this. I'd probably still go into Destroyer for Machinings. This is, like, for afterwards. Mm-hmm. And even then, you probably use Overwhelm first. Overwhelm. Yeah. This card is like, okay, it exists, and Machine Ink will play it because it exists. Uh, depending on the situation, I would probably first yeah. stride this, but like, that's only if you are striding first in the match. Like, if yeah. your only like, has starter. If you can stun Vanguard, I would stride this first. Otherwise, I'd probably go for Destroyer instead. Oh, of course. Like, go into whatever can stun Vanguard or Overwhelm if you need draws. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So the more... fact that it's another potential card that can stun Vanguard first stride is good. Yeah. So more, more options, always good. Mm-hmm. It exists. Machining's aren't really doing anything, so... Okay, this, this next one threw me for the loop when the name got revealed. Yeah. So, Machining beat Atlas. What? Okay. <laughs> So, uh, counterblast one. When you stride a machining, you can, can counterblast one to call two gr- grade one or greater units with machining from your soul as rest. And then GB two at the end of your turn, you can choose up to two cards total from your hand or rear guard and put them into your soul. If you put one or more cards, draw a card. And if you put two cards, countercharge one. So you can shit out a board and then put it back in. Yeah. Cool. Like, like this GB two is why I was thinking machinings might be able to do something. I figured that the ability to kind of casually shit out a field and put, tuck it back in for like destroyer and now despot would give them kind of something to do. But then, like chaos can just force lock the circles. Uh, Gridora can actually shut it down in the mirror match. So machinings ended up not doing anything because they just get shit on by control still. That's ironic. Yeah, like. You I might mean, be able to do some cheeky plays against Overlord. I, that's about it. I mean, Overlord can still Bellog, Denial, If you get Defeat Flared, no. Yeah, yeah, that's true. If you get Defeat Flared, then you're... If even Overlord um, chucks this down. So, yeah. Like, if you're lucky, you can be cheeky against Overlord. Otherwise, you're just worse than Darkface. My nomenclatural debut in Vanguard is terrible. That's awful. At least you still have one. I mean, you have yeah. kind of one, not really... I have the fucking Hungarian version of my name. There's a clan literally based on my namesake, and I'm still not there. And I'm just like, well, <laughs> calm down, Gabriel. Let's keep moving. Um, uh, Adherence mutant black weevil. So it is the PG for dark face. So when it's placed on Vanguard Circle, you can discard a card to guard a dark face, and then from the drop zone, you can. Buying two copies of this, draw a card, counter charge, or soul charge. Are you sure the cost isn't throwing 
the five pieces of Exodia over the boat to deal with Kingdom. <laughs> um, you, you're you're probably not going to bother guarding rear guards unless you happen to have uh, what's his name? Oh, All these CDs on no rear guard, and even then you're probably not going to guard it. So like, it's fine for guarding Gridora, and then like the skill is fine. It has a skill, which is good. Yeah, like, like it, it, you can yeah. still choose to counter charge if you need it, so it fulfills the same purpose as uh, the unflip PG, and then you also draw a card in addition to that. Yeah, that is nice. Um, the mm-hmm. next one after that, uh, so like like um, set thirteen, we're just gonna gloss over these three because uh, machining snowwing, automatism koala, and. Uh, and Thurium Musketeer uh, Nikola all have the, the same effect. So they're the, they're the heal where when you G guard, you can bind this and another copy and counter charge or soul charge. And as always, it is the best option because it does a thing. Moving on, it does a thing and it's generic. Yeah, and it has. And I think they're giving most of them sub clan names if there is a sub clan that's relevant. So yeah, that's good. Like art. What? Nikola has great art. Let me check that out. Nick- oh, yeah, Girl honestly has, like, the best art oh, out of, like, cool. any build in the yeah. game. Yeah, I love Musketeer arts. It's too bad they suck. It's too bad Musketeers suck, and that they have a fuck ton of vanilla triggers with beautiful art, because mm-hmm. now that we're getting full play sets of triggers with skills, they're being phased out, but, like, every time... There's just a musketeer with beautiful art, and I'm just like, I wish I could use you, but you don't have an ability, so... Well, at least the new musketeer crit has a skill you can use. God bless. Automatism Koala looks kind of derpy, because it's like... It reminds me of that Pokemon from the Alola region, where it's like a koala on a log, and he's always asleep. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. But, like, it's kind of cool where he's got, like, a rainbow quill and all these equations are flying around him, but whatevs. All right. Super honorary Professor Muir Chat Noir. So, <clears throat> new stride for honorary professor. Uh, on Vanguard, you, uh, GB2, counterblast one, drop three cards. At the end of the battle that this unit attacked, if you have a hard card with honorary professor, you may pay the cost. If you do, put it back in your G-Zone. Choose up to one grade three honorary professor in its card name. From your hand, right at his stand. If you wrote a card, choose all your rear guards. They get plus four K, and at the end, of the, uh, until end of turn, and they're killed at the end. So, uh, honor professor got their own next stage, as well. Um, if you break ride uh, Chat Sauvage on top of Chat Noir, you can then immediately stride again, which means six drive checks. Huzzah. <laughs> and the metric fuck ton of power to your rear guards. Oh, yeah. What this I is... like about this card is its name, because Mouillot Chat Noir literally translates to better black cat, and I think that's funny. Yeah. It's, um, it's pretty damn good. I, uh, <laughs> like, the Honorary Professor deck is, is, like, one of the more famous ones of having the one turn where you just blow your wad, and then after that, you, like, you don't really do much. So, mm-hmm. this takes that to, like, 11, and, uh, 
Well, I am a bigger fan of Big Belly in terms of consistency. I am going to make uh, Honorary Professor just because I have to. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes, but it uh, looks pretty freaking cool. Yeah. At least you're blowing your load turn has a better chance of actually killing them this time. Yes, that's true. Before, they would just do the break right stride on Brahamanda, draw 10 cards, and then die. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. There's also Honorary Professor uh, Shavarite. Um, so, it's, uh, grade three, you choose, uh, wait, so, choose one or more cards with the sum of, you know, grade three. When it's placed on van, you may pay, pay the cost. If you do, search your deck for up to two cards in honor of a professor, put them in your hand and shuffle. So you can, like, all right, I wrote this, drop to, you know, drop a copy of him, get a copy of, uh, Chat Noir and Chat Sauvage, and then you're ready for next turn. And there's also... Counterblast 1, when you're G-Unit with uh, Honorary Professor Strides, you may pay the cost. If you do, search your deck for up to one grade 3 card, put it in your Vanguard's heart, shuffle your deck, and if you put a card, return this card to your hand. So, you can ride this, do that first still, and then, after you stride, you can put Chat Noir into the heart where you want it, and then, so, like, it's just another way to get the, the turn off. Awesome. What the hell is the grade 3 lineup in Honorary Professors now? Probably four Chat Noir, uh, three Chat Savage, and two of this guy. Like, but okay. uh, let's see. Deli Belly. Yeah. Uh, that's a funny name. Correction Scientist Deli Belly. So, much like the Dark Face PG, uh, he's a PG specifically for Big Belly. Except not. Uh, choose a card from your hand, discard it when, you know, blocked one of your units can't be hit. And also, GB1 Soul Blast 1. When this unit is retired from rear guard or guard circle, if you have a vanguard with big belly in this card name, you may pay the cost. If you do, drop to one card and counter charge one. This thing's great, and uh, it also put uh, Shellmaster out of business, which, god damn it, <laughs> another, uh, another SP out of it. I'll probably just put Shellmaster in honorary professor, and that fixes it, but still. Um... Shit's cool. I also like that you can do the uh, draw and counter charge when it's killed from rear guard circle, so if you have to like end up calling a PG, you can kind of you know, get more life insurance off of that. Um, I like that name. What, Deli Belly? I know, it rolls yeah. off the tongue nicely. Um, let's see. Your turn to the end game. I also like Chavez, right? Because it's French for Cat of Truth. I think that's, fu- that's fun. I'm are taking you... French right now, so I appreciate all the naming things. I was going to say, are you looking these up, or did you just learn how to speak French? But... Both. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's your turn again. So, so. Next, we have the Maiden White Lily Musketeer Captain Virginal Cecilia, and I hate that they named it Virginal because it just gave the weeaboo something to laugh about. Yeah. So that's a joke that I just have to deal with. But, okay. Um... I really like her for Musketeers. It's a Counterblast 1 Persona flip. Uh, retire as many rear guards as you want. Uh, look at the top 7, and for each card you killed, call a Musketeer from the 7, and of all the cards you call, they get 3k for each face-up Musketeer. So, I really like her, because she gives me a reason to take out the other Cecilia, which in turn gives me a reason to take out the Grade 3 Cecilia, because the only reason I really ran her 
was because I had to run the grade four as flip fodder for Myra. But now that I not only have another flip target for Myra, it's a better flip target. I can like not need to run Cecilia now. I really like this card because it's a strong first stride, and it's it's like probably the it's a strong first and it's a strong second. It's a strong start at any point in the game, so I like it. The only way I can see this being better is if better it than what? what? Better than what? Or just better in general? Better in general. Or the only way to improve upon this card is if you uh, choose up to five of. Uh, five cards on each of your circles other than Van and retire them, so you could get rid of a lot of cards. Like, that's the not... only way to improve upon it, I think. Well, I mean, you could also just make the power 5k, check more than 7, stack... Of course you gotta, you, you gotta like, poke holes in it, fine. Mm-hmm. If you didn't say the only way, then I wouldn't have done that, but, okay, you fine. know... Whatevs. This is on you more than anything, Atlas. <laughs> okay. Anyways, she's good. I just... She's good. I like her. Uh, next, yeah, solid card. She's a very, very solid card. Um, next is the Lantana Musketeer Rosita. What I kind of like that they're doing is they're just giving all of the Musketeers, like, their Latin root name of the flower they're based on. And, like, I like that because it makes it sound fancier. And it gets rid of really, really stupid ones like Broccolini or Baby's Breath. So, like, it makes them sound nicer and it just eliminates the need for stupidly named ones. So, what, she, what this Ro- Rosita does is when you stri- uh, stride a Musketeer, check top four, call one, and shuffle the rest. And I really like that because Musketeers don't do a lot of plussing. They just, like, switch stuff for deck thinning. It's, so it's one of the few Musketeers that can actually give you, like, a plus one in terms of raw card advantage. And that's not, which, there's, no, there's no cost even on it. Just check top mm-hmm. floor call. Yeah, it's free. It's a, it is an objectively free plus one. So I, I do enjoy that. Um, and it's GB1 is you can, instead of discarding a grade three to stride, you can counterblast one and choose two normal musketeer from drop and put them to the bottom of the deck. So, and you do it to stride a musketeer. So it's basically Gurgit and Luard's child. So, I really, really like Rosita. Mm-hmm. Wait, why Gurgit? What'd you say? Why Gurgit? Checked up four call something. Yeah. Oh. The, the strike skill. Oh, no, I, I, I thought you meant the, uh, I was talking about the cost. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. He just meant in total. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It's one part Gurgit, one part Luard. Yeah. So, I very much enjoy it. I just wish it was named Cecilia, because now that subclans are getting stride fodder, like, it's important... It's getting stride bonuses, it's important to have one of those. And there's already a subclan G-unit for Musketeers that requires a specific heart... So it was basically telling us that Cecilia should be a stride bonus, but that's just not happening. I'm like, I probably wouldn't be running the original Cecilia even if this card was named Cecilia, but, like, the option would have been really cool, and it honestly just kind of would have made sense. But, whatever. Rosita's good. Um, I, I'm probably going to run four of it and four Mirita. 
but I'm not I'm I'm not 100% on my final Musketeer build just because I might keep the original Cecilia just in case my opponent's playing the Grade Two game. Mm-hmm. But um, what I really like. Oh wait, no, never mind, never mind. Uh, but I do like Rosita, and as is tradition with Musketeers, beautiful art. So it's good. I'm I'm happy with Rosita. Next is the Ranunculus PG uh, Seeding Mane Tierney. So it can only guard Ranunculus units, which kind of irks me a little because Big Belly doesn't have to do that with Deli Belly, and Neonecker is almost objectively more rearguard reliant, so like the option to PG a rearguard is probably more appreciated in Asha. I mean, they also didn't. Uh, it's also the same restriction with Darkface. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not like I'm just kind of annoyed that some are restricted and some aren't. True. Yeah, that's kind like, of annoying. I understand it with the machining and Musketeer PG because they perfect guard the entire sub clan. But when this only perfect guards like a grade three unit and a gr- these only perfect guard grade threes and grade threes that. Ranunculus only have um, Vanguard Grade 3s. At least with uh, Darkface, you can PG Alakides on the rearguard if you want. That's an option you have. Mm-hmm. And, like, it kind of makes sense because it's a 21k beater, but whatever. That's not what we're talking about here. So, Tierney is Bloom in the drop zone. When you uh, guard with a card with the same name... You bind herself from drop to add any bloom unit from drop to your hand. Um, what's fun about this is if you have two tyrannies in drop and you PG with the third, you can bind one of your tyrannies in drop to add the other because the other has bloom. Yay. That's that's a fun thing. And with the new support, you're kind of bringing Inez back and it has the bloom ability, so it's searchable with Inez. So, Running I this. like Tierney. I like Tierney. She's, she's good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's pretty. That that's all of the uh, all, all of the high rarity cards. Uh, not, now we get to the point. Discuss the reprints. What? We can discuss the reprints, like if they make sense. I mean, so. we got for the high rarity reprints. We got uh, Scissor Shot Mutant Bomb Scissor, which was the Heart Thumb clone for Metacon. They reprinted all the Heart Thumb clones and the Strike Fathers. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. And I mean, that's always a good thing to reprint. Stride fodder and those 5k crits, because you never know when those are going to get hyped. Blade Master does nothing now when it's still a fucking $20 card for Janat. True that. So. Um, I know, I was going to say, because uh, at this point we usually talk about, like, important rares or commons that that uh, normally would get uh, glossed over, so if you have any, go for it. Um, if not, I got one, but. Alvin can go first, because Mega Colony's first on the list. Yeah. Uh, one I was thinking of was a grade one, Flowing Mutant Twilight Matter. So, Dark Device, when it boosts and you have a grade four Vanguard with Dark Face in its name, you can have a gain 3k if you do. At the end of the battle, draw a card and put it into Soul. So, as a 10k booster, it makes Alicades hit 31k, so that's good. And then, it also like, gives you Soul to fuel Gradora and then draws a card to replace itself, so... It's a solid card that gives you power for your big columns. It's like uh, Jeffrey, kind of. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And then there's also the skill 10k for Gridora, which was uh, Lighthorn Mutant Dangerous Horn. So it has the 10k clause where you have to reveal a Dark Face or have a Vanguard of Dark Face or it loses 5k power till end of turn. Oh, by the way, public service announcement about that. I've seen a lot of people uh, later in the game, they'll call their 10k and they're like, I don't have a 10k, I don't have a grade 3 to reveal. I'm like, it says or. So if your Vanguard is that thing, you don't have to reveal. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things. Like, once I write the grade 3, I just stop revealing cards because I don't have to anymore. There you go. Move on. Sorry. Yeah. And then the more important thing is if you have a Dark Face Vanguard and your opponent has one or less standing unit, it gets 6k. So 16k beater on its own with Twilight Matter hits 26 on its own, which is pretty good. So it's a solid beater unit. It's a 10k, so it gives you some early game defense. And it's just solid. Um, let's see, I guess I'll go next. Uh, Talented Rhinos is a grade 3 common. It's um, success 20k. And then also GB1 if uh, on rear, if this unit is successful, this unit gets plus 4k, and for the battle that this unit attacked, your opponent cannot call grade zeros from a hand of guard circle. So... What this means is that you can combine this with Omniscient's Dragon Managarm and have a uh, grade 3 that's attacking for, you know, over at, at least 20k, probably about 28, that they can't guard with zeros or ones or higher. That's re-standing. Like, it's, it's so freaking good. Um, and then even better, if you, have the, if, the new, if you have the new Big Belly on rear, you can make it a resist, a resisting thing like we talked about earlier. So, hooray, new win condition for me. Nice. Good card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that it for the ones you were going to list? That was, that, that's like <coughs> the only one I really cared about, so. I actually have a few. Go for it. So, let's do, so the first one is Bond Protector Musketeer Antero, which is the new G-Guard, and a retrain of the grade 2 musketeer that was some anime character's avatar, even though the card was fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, Antero is actually a good G-guard. What you do is, when you guard, you Soul Blast 1, guaranteed 5k shield, and if you either have 4 or more rear guards, or 1 or less, it gets an additional 15 shield. So... Whether you're playing against control or not control, you are most likely going to have a Soul Blast 1 35k shield. So, mm-hmm. that's really, really nice to have. And also and, because Asha is soul charging more, you can get some things out of your soul to put back in your deck. Exactly. And on top of that, because the new Cecilia counts face up Musketeers, G-Guarding with Antero will, will increase the power of your call targets. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. This is a really good card. It's generic and it benefits like all the decks in some way. It's generic. Yeah, it's generic, but it also it's a generic sub clan card. So which is just a very very nice nice card. I'm glad it exists. Um, another grade one that when I first read it, I thought it was terrible. But then I looked into it deeper and started play testing, and I actually have come to love her is Grade 1 Repeated Cultivation Maiden Leslie, who's a rare Grade 1. Atlas, that... The, the, the Magia Grade 1 that lets you call something during battle phase is Betty, right? Um, after she boosts, right? Yeah. Yes, Betty. Yeah, so it's the Bloom version of her. 
So what she does is Bloom, you may soul charge one. I have never once used that, but it's it's, it's you might as well have a skill than not. So it's and it, it makes it searchable with Inez, Velhamina, and Blue Asha, so it literally just makes it inherently better. Like why couldn't Blue Asha just have that? I'm still tilted, but it's fun. Um, the reason why she is run is her other ability, where at the end of the battle that she boosts, you Soul Blast 2 and kill herself. If the card that she boosted has Bloom, you pay the cost, you search your deck for a copy of that card and call it. So, multi-attacks, which is always appreciated... And because of how timing with Bloom works, you can give the card you... If you call on top of the initial boost, you can still use the initial boost Bloom to give power. And it's another card that can get 5k in a crit with Valkamina's GB4. So, because her Bloom ability is just eh, and it kind of relies on other Blooms, she's that slot where you only run two copies of a grade one, but... She is still very much appreciated in that slot for what she does. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I very much appreciate the card for what she does. And, like, because unlike Velhamina, she's not grade restricted, you can boost Inez, kill her, call in Inez anywhere, bloom, and just put both Inez back just to get two cards into your hand. So, she has a lot of versatility. She, she, she's nice. I like her. I got another one, sorry. Oh, yeah, um, go for it. Immortality Professor uh, Sankalpa. So he's a turtle G-guard. Um, Counterblast 1, when you guard with him, you may, you may pay the cost if you do. Choose one of your rear guards, that unit in your vanguard. Get plus 4k until the end of that battle for each of your circles without a unit. After that, if the chosen uh, rear guard's power is 20k or greater, you draw a card. So with, with your average 9k... Um, you need three open circles, which is very, very easy to do. Um, and then on top of that, it, it you're giving your vanguard or the thing you're blocking more power. So, yeah, it's a pretty good G-guard. Um, probably just a one-of, but still pretty neat. It draws you a card, and then, like, the power gain makes up for not gaining any shield, so... Yeah, exactly, so... Like, most of the time, it's effectively a plus 10k anyway, so... yeah. Um, yeah, if, if you have four open circles, that's the jackpot, because that's plus 16, so... Yeah, and that's three guard stages up. Yep. Fun card. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other, another one I want to mention is Artemisia Schmidtania Musketeer Kiata, which is a name and a half. Um, it's the new Musketeer PG, where it can only guard Musketeers. Its ability really fucking sucks... But it's a musk. It's a subclan PG that has a skill. So if you didn't know it exists, it exists. Yeah. Like having a skill is better than not having a skill. Exactly. It's a skill is in drop zone, bind itself and any other. But you can and choose any card from drop, put it to the bottom of the deck. Choose a musketeer and it gets two k. So. You can maybe force an extra five k guard in the right situation. But what's nice about her is you can choose any card, so it can put triggers back in Musketeers, which is a few and far between. So that's just a very much appreciated ability to have. 
Mm-hmm. So triggers back triggers in a deck that trigger thins harder than most is very appreciated. Um, there, I think there was one more that no, there's there's two more. Where's here? There, I'm just scrolling through. There's a new grade two, the promotion maiden lip set. It's bloom once per turn when another unit with the same card is uh, placed on rear. All cards in the same row as this get 4K, and then uh, if you have a face-up card in G-Zone, they all get boost. I'm running this because with Valhamina, um, calling two lip sets makes it a 26K column and 31 with a crit if you have the G before active, which is a sweet fucking number to hit when you have an extra critical. Mm-hmm. So, it's there... Um, also, if you have Rain Breath, you can, and you, if you have Rain Breath and a copy of it in the front row, you can give your Asha in the front row, your Vanguard 4K when you G-Guard. So the options there, it's fun. Um, I want to pour one out for the Thistle Musketeer Ambra and the Red Poppy Musketeer Marinetta because they're vanilla triggers but have beautiful art that will never see the light of day. So... I just want to acknowledge that they exist. Pour one out for one's homies. Um, oh, actually, another card I forgot that I didn't want to mention. Uh, Stokasia Musketeer Daphne, which is the Musketeer Stride Fodder. It's, um, it's a weird mix between... Uh, it's, it's, like, it's a mix between the Battle Sister Stride Fodder and the Maiden of. It's a, it's a firm Stride Fodder, so it, gets, uh, it becomes a grade 3. So it fulfills all the grade requirements, unlike the Maiden of one. And when you discard it, you counterblast one. If you have a Musketeer, check top four, call a Musketeer. So it's another Musketeer that gives you a firm plus one. My one question with it is it's not like the Battle Sister or the ZTB one, where it's on-call reveal one to search for a Musketeer, which part of me would have preferred over the plus one just to guarantee the right ride target for the situation. But, you know, it's going to get rid of the pseudo-stride fodder that's like kill itself the stride. But it just it's weird because it doesn't work with Rosita because Rosita is Luard and this is actual stride. So I would have preferred it was like the Battle Sister one where it searches instead just so you can guarantee the Luard one. But, you know, it, it has a place in the deck at four, so... Probably. I need. To, I haven't really thought of my Musketeer necklace. And probably my favorite card in the entire set, which is a grade zero common, it's the it's a new crit trigger, Marigold Musketeer Rochelle, who also has very nice art. It's rear guard, guard circle, and drop zone, GB1. This counts as a normal unit. That is all it does. And it's fucking beautiful. Because it means all your things that say put normal units back in your deck can put this card back. Critical triggers. My favorite thing is that her flavor text is, I'm a normal girl. Yeah. Um, There's Everything about this card is fucking perfect. Like, there is literally nothing about this card that needs to be changed. Like, you can... Like, when I was being an ass 
with virginal Cecilia, it's because the option was there. Rochelle is objectively perfect. The only slight change is take away GB, but GB is barely even a restriction. GB1 is barely a restriction for a critical trigger. So, this is, like, perfect. So, just... Yeah. Clapping. All right. Um, Rochelle's so, great. Now, now, now that we've kind of gotten to the end, um, so who won the set and who lost the set? Like uh, Mega Colony won the set easy. Oh, hell yeah. Like, not even close. I'd say Great Nature lost. I agree. Yeah, again. I would say that too. We lost well, I think, again. Like, like, clear. Like, I understand when you have to do a win-lose thing. This one's, like as clear as it gets. Yeah, like, the only uh, Great Nature decks I've seen topping are these weird meme brush decks. Yeah. Um, I mean, we we did get some solid stuff, but oh my god, it's just like... Solid isn't what decks need to top. Yeah, exactly. So, whatever. Mega Colonies just got a bunch of really broken shit. Neonectar got not as broken stuff, but still enough to make them a contender. It's I, I, like when you say the inductor is like actually tier two and not Vanguard community tier two. Mm-hmm. Cool, we're there. My yeah. decks are now meta relevant. All of them, all fucking two of them. I I think the problem right now is that uh, Great Nature doesn't have any way to uh, free up circles, and typically, like in terms of Link Joker, because what people are saying is like. Well, by the very nature of great nature, you should be, uh, you know, blowing your stuff up. I'm like, chaos doesn't give a shit. They'll just lock you out of your hand, like lock stuff from your hand and drop zone. They don't care. Mm-hmm. And mixed and- up with the fact that great nature doesn't really blow up its stuff, it just blows up one or two to get massive plus. You don't fucking nuke your entire damn field. Exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's just well, to. And while this is a, while this is like a newer thing. The Fighters Collection G-Guard locks your back row during your turn. So, like, that's also yeah. a thing that they can do. Yeah. Like, Chaos has so many ways to, like, get rid of fields now. Yeah, It's so. just insane. That's Chaos pretty- is good. Chaos yeah. is a very powerful deck. It is top tier for a reason. It's not broken, though. Like, I see people complaining about it, and I, like... I've played against it. It's honestly just a, like what a standard tier one deck should look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think tier one right now is just uh, Dark Face, Chaos, and Overlord. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. And like tier two, Asha, Thothos. I don't even know what. Mm-hmm. What did you say? Tachikaze. Oh, right, there's also the leaders. That's who the leaders, the leaders just exist. <laughs> the leaders, like, doing some, like, from everything I've been seeing, the leaders are actually doing a decent amount, so yeah. I would actually argue that the leaders are Tier 2. Like, tier 2, possibly Tier 1. Yeah. Like, I don't think Tier 1, just because yeah. all other Tier 1 decks are topping so much more, mm-hmm. the leaders topping them more than the Tier 2, but there, I would say there's a bigger gap between the leader and the lowest Tier 1 than the leader yeah. second highest like, Tier 2. But, the leader just tries to get the given rush in. Yeah. Like, I'm... Vanguard is, like, in a better place now than it has been in a long time. Has been yeah. what? Just 
it just feels really unfun because all the top uh, techs are control. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like control meta, but whatever. Gotta keep playing, I guess. I mean, I'm okay with control meta. Because you are control. No, this is the first time I've been like that. I was okay with it before I started playing it. Okay, I'm okay with control meta, except Link Joker, because the very definition of Link Joker physics physically prevents me from playing the game. Like, against Overlord, I can still call my shit and do my full 3-plus attacks. With Chaos, that's just not a thing. And, like, that's especially boring to me. Yeah, and like, Chaos I- is getting more and more ways to rip cards out of your hands, so, like... Even if I wasn't playing Overlord, I'd be okay with Overlord being Tier 1 while I played Asha, because I could still do my shit as Asha. Yeah. And, like, well, of course, the Asha, Blue Asha's beginning of ride phase ability is a nice counter to, link, to counter to it. It's too slow, because Blue Asha is Neonectar's only card that does circles, and it only does one a turn. Yeah, and they're just going to keep ripping cards out of your hand if they can. Yeah. And, like, now with the Stargate set, they're getting more ways to rip cards out of your hand. God, don't remind me. Um, yeah, well, uh, any anything else to add, fellas? Uh, no, I think Zoa that's everything. Zoa sucks. What? Zoa sucks. Alright, um... That's it. Well, Matt will be back next week, and uh, until next time, I was Atlas. I was Root Beer. I'm Gabe. And have a good night, everybody. I want to take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast. Uh, I also recommend sharing it with your friends, family, anybody who likes Vanguard. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud or on your podcast app, that little purple thing that goes in the folder the, of the stuff you can't delete, like stocks. Who uses stocks? Anyway, you can also tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. You can also tweet at Nexus at Night, N-E-X-U-S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T. Or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, we have, you know card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.